0: Hello
1: and welcome to this episode of the Tales from Beyond the Grade podcast with me, Jedi Teacher Man. And today I am absolutely delighted to welcome back our special guest, teacher Ada Sandoval.
0: Hello, everyone. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you very much for having me.
1: Of course. So we spoke a few weeks ago and um, a topic that we were discussing over coffee was... The situation that you're finding with your college students, again, I'm seeing it happen in elementary school. So, fire away. What's what's on your mind?
0: So, the topic, which may be actually kind of controversial for a lot of people, and I know my students usually don't feel, you know, (laughs) very happy to talk about, is discomfort and how... um, in the classroom, sometimes discomfort can be, of course, you know, uh, perceived as a negative uh, situation we'll go through. However, uh, I think we were discussing this. It's something that also over time um, is going to give a lesson. It's going to show lesson. It's bringing a lesson to everyone. So I think that is why we're going to be talking about discomfort in the learning process.
1: So just to clarify, you don't mean that we need to make our seats made out of really rough wood or anything.
0: (laughs) Of course not. Not that kind of discomfort. Talk
1: a little bit about the discomfort that you're talking about.
0: No, not that kind of discomfort. I think it has to do with the discomfort, of course, of, you know, having to work hard, uh, having to always... um, go that step beyond and uh, taking an extra effort to try to to be the best version of what you can be. And of course, that is not easy, right? That brings a lot of hard work. We have talked about this before. Absolutely. It brings, uh, we were actually talking about this. We were students ourselves just a few months ago. We went back to grad school um, after so many years. And actually just a few months ago, we we actually experienced that discomfort because we were talking about this we're sleeping two three hours every night we are working at the same time we're um you know going to school and i think we we have experienced that discomfort as well but being also teachers and being in the classroom i think that gives us a very good opportunity to actually tell our students that there is a reason and that there's a light at the end of the tunnel you know an event when sometimes things might seem uncomfortable very uncomfortable and sometimes very negative well at the end it's going to be worth uh all the effort
1: right right they are really good points that you make and um when I think of discomfort what I see going on in the classroom as well comes back to just topics that are part and parcel of growing as learners right in education which is you know developing a growth mindset is uncomfortable you can't just do it you know spoke about that before grit in itself the word is uncomfortable right 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 you know the the, having grit isn't a you know isn't a but it's the opposite of grit, you know, cotton wool, you know, or soft, you know, it's not, it's about being no. hard, right? It's about, it's about developing that toughness and that, um, but we're not talking ridiculous toughness. We're not talking ridiculous hardness. We're talking just getting a little bit stronger through either failure or getting out of your comfort zone, doing something right. that's completely like that old saying, do something that's do something every day that scares you. Right. right? There's an old adage, um, And that scaring you is maybe something that you're not used to doing or not being comfortable. We're going to use the word comfortable a lot. So I suggest, are you sitting discomfortly? (laughs) Let's begin. (laughs) No. Oh, sorry. Before we start, I do want to give a shout out to a student. I'm not going to mention his name, but little Christmas present. Love it. Thank you. You know who you are. Um, got me a little Star Wars mug with May the Force be And this all lights up as you put hot stuff in it. So it's encouraging me.
0: I'm jealous because I'm also a Star Wars fan. Anyway, I wish I had those kind of students, you know? Hmm.
1: You do. Your
0: <laughs> yes, they are amazing. They're great. Uh, there are two words that you mentioned that I believe is important for us to address. Of course, the word failure which has actually a different connotation for different students from different cultures. Remember, once again, I'm going to remind for those of you who haven't maybe uh, listened to our previous podcasts, I work with international students, right? And I work with the students from all around the world, not only uh, in Vancouver, but also in the online classes that I teach with UNLA. I have students connecting from Russia, from Portugal, from Brazil, from (laughs) Colombia, from Mexico. And let's talk about this comfort. My students connect, the ones in Russia at four o'clock in the morning to my class, the ones in Portugal at two o'clock in the morning to my class, the ones in Brazil, it's 11 o'clock at night when they're taking my class. So I, they inspire me so much because for me, it's, it's just five o'clock here, right? It's six o'clock right, at, right. at night here. And you may say, well, it's a regular working hour f- still for me.
1: But it's four o'clock in the morning somewhere.
0: I still, these, these students inspire me so much because I'm, I'm always thinking, what gets these students to the point to say, I'm going to enroll, to this class for a whole semester in which I'm not only committing to getting up, you know, at one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning to get ready. They're punctual. They're there before I am there. They're connecting before I am there. But we're also talking about students, for example, and I think I have shared this with you and with also some of my students. These are students, for example, I have one student who's a Pan-American medalist you know, and as a swimmer. I have another student who is also like a world champion in sports. So they understand that working hard and maybe being able to get used to that discomfort is going to get them someplace. Right. There's a reason, you know, so that's one one part that I, I wanted to mention. However, there's another very interesting topic. Let's not romanticize suffering, because that's not what I'm trying to no. talk about Ab- here. No, right?
1: absolutely not. We're not right? talking that, no.
0: And it's not about, oh, you know, you have to to suffer and you have to go through this. No, it, that's, that's not the point, right? There are actually a lot of comparisons between generations, like saying, well, in our generation, we were used to this. And maybe, and I don't like this, uh, when some people actually judge the younger generations. No, they're going through their own struggles. They are, yeah. Exactly. And it's not about romanticizing, again, uh, suffering or romanticizing, you know, that discomfort. But life itself is going to take us through places that are not going to be always comfortable, right?
1: Correct, correct. So, let's talk let's bring it back to what do our 10 year olds look like in a fifth grade classroom right and um, I'll tell you now my class you look fabulous so if you're watching you all look amazing Um, what I'm referring to is not how you physically look I'm talking about how some situations play out Um, and we've still got We're bound to have, right? We're bound to have because culture is what it is. And when we talk about culture, we're not necessarily talking about the culture of different geographical cultures and cultures of different countries and different religions, different belief systems. Um, Youth culture today is very different than youth culture was 10 years ago, and it's very different than when... the only similarity youth culture has throughout time is that parents and adults look at children and go like, in my day, it wasn't like that. And it was, you know, so we that's all, we, we all had it harder, right? Every adult had it harder than children have it today. So we believe and that's how we talk. And I'm so I sound like my dad and I know he sounded like his dad and so on, so on. So right. um, what we're talking about here though, is you know, let's go back to these learning discomforts and I do believe, you know, I've said this a lot, we've had conversations with teachers that kids today are more fearless. No, they're fe- Because consequences and natural consequences are less than they used to be. Correct. Right? Less, Correct. And in many ways, right. You know, the consequence when I didn't do something right, I felt for two or three weeks afterwards because that was discomfort. Um, and I think now we would call it grievous bodily harm. <laughs> right but it was the way well you've got a slap right you you, you know and we, you got the belt or the strap or whatever you know it was back in the day that's um that's been taken off the table not suggesting we bring it back whatsoever but kids know that that isn't a consequence anymore I see. kids know that okay well, you know, what's the worst that's going to happen you're going to take my recess away the very worst that can happen. And this still is a consequence and a discomfort. And this isn't the discomfort we're talking about, Mm, but mm. it's in in the realm of the learning world that kids go to school in. And that is, you know, I'm going to call your mum. I'm going to call dad. And the whites of the eyes and the you know, and the caught in the headlights. And it's like, no, don't do that. And it's like, well, that's the only thing I've got. And... Normally, I'll get two days of much improved behaviour, much improved focus. I'm not bothered about bad behaviour. Getting kids in trouble is not on my. And you can ask any child if I was taught, it's not in my vocabulary. I'm not here to get you into trouble. You might get yourself into trouble. I am not going to do that for you. I'm going to help you think about what you're going to do next time.
0: All right, yeah. And
1: shift that focus a little bit so that instead of going that way on the wrong rail, you're actually back on track and you're doing the right thing. That in itself is a growth thing. You know, that's a growth right. thing. It's like, well, I've, I've built, developed this habit of doing the, it's easier, right? It's see, it's easier to do nothing. It's easier oh. to not do the work. Of course. right? It's easier to that's not do it. the work, right? So it's not, co- it's more comfortable. Ah, oh, I don't really want to struggle with this.
0: <laughs> and i I, you, I have to mention, for example, and even though we talk about being teachers of students with different ages, there are so many similarities. You just mentioned, well, I'll go with whatever it's easy. You're not going to believe this, but I still have postgraduate students not willing to do the work (laughs) you know right right, you know like i'll just copy paste my assignments i'll just ask chat gpt to you know give me the answer i'll i'll just do it because it's easy right and who wants to go through the struggle of actually thinking you know and actually putting in my own words with my own words uh what i learned from this lesson so Of course we're always going to try to find an easy way to do things because actually it there's nothing wrong with that. The point is when you do it at school, oh, that means something else. That means at least in our situation, that you are breaking our academic integrity policy, for example. Right. And
1: technology sorry to cut you off. Just while we're on this point, you know, so that I think this is very important to make clear, is that technology is there to make our lives easier. Of course. Like the microwave oven came out, I think, I don't know, <laughs> late, early 80s, was it? Late 70s, early 80s. That changed a lot of the ways that our life, you know? The, the, I'm just giving that as a really silly example. But the pulley, you know, back in time, there's no way, there was technologies that helped those pyramids get built. People, you know, and, you know, so... Technology is absolutely important for us to do the right things easier. Right. And like you just said, integrity and plagiarism.
0: That's another thing. <laughs> right?
1: Well, it is, but making sure that you're doing the right things with the right integrity and the fidelity and not plagiarizing and not cutting the corners. So, and this is where as educators, we've got to really communicate this to students right. carefully that. I think GPT is fabulous. I oh, think from a teaching point it takes course. out what I call the grunt work. Of course right? there's no brownie points for, right? It's like I don't if you know um GPT to me is the equivalent of one of those you know are they call what are those things we call that you just let go and it vacuums the room oh. the the, the room or whatever it is the room, yes. room room I think it's called.
0: No, right? no. Uh I'll I'll tell you the name in a minute. I forget. Right. <laughs>
1: But the fact that I can get a machine that does that and vacuums my carpet for me while I'm at work, I don't think I'm cheating any systems. Oh, there. no. That's any. But that's giving me time to do the more productive thing. The fact is that when we're using technology to take away any level of production, that we're not being productive at all, then how are we growing? So we've got to to figure out what it is that technology should be doing for us, and what is it that's gonna actually help us grow and create those, you know, get those dendrites flowing and connecting and all that kind of thing.
0: This might sound interesting. I know we're not talking exactly about technology, but this is going that way. So I need to mention this, talking about technology. Uh, As an example, I mentioned to, uh, as you again, you might remember, my students are, um, they are studying a diploma, a postgraduate diploma on business, business management or project management. So as I actually tell them or ask them when uh, when teaching them how to use technology in ethical ways. Right. Um, if I hire you, let's think, you know, you're already graduated, you're already a professional, you're already looking for a managerial you know, position. If I'm going to hire you, why would I hire you and pay you a salary if you're going to do exactly the same thing that AI or chat GPT or whatever can do for me as a business? That means I don't need you, right? Really good point. So what I usually tell my students is the same way that in the future you're going to be hired, not because, you know, we already have technology that can do many things, but you know why you're going to be hired? Because you can use your critical thinking your problem solving your creative thinking abilities and skills to solve real life situations in an organization and that at least until now chatgpt cannot do it or ai cannot do it so talking about again discomfort <laughs> let's go back to the topic when we use technology to help us of course you know to to give us a guideline to to begin at least to give us an idea that is an ethical way to do it. But we still need to make sure as professors, as teachers, that we're actually helping students still develop their skills, their problem-solving skills. We still need to put them in situations in which, you know what? You need to learn how to solve it on your own because that is itself the task, the Absolutely. objective of this activity. Absolutely. You try to work it out on your own. I'll be here to guide you but I need to make sure that you give it a try. And that is stepping aside from our comfort zone. So not a lot of students sometimes feel, and I know it's scary. It's scary, you know, because what if I don't do it correctly? And that leads us to the word failure. Right. Mm.
1: And we'll talk about that
0: next. Yes, failure.
1: Right. So, um, yeah, you were just talking, we're going to move into the, you know, the discomfort of failure Right, um, right. and defining failure because failure looks different at different phases of a process. Right. Right. So we'll get into that in a second. I just want to recap on what you were just talking about, the skills though, and getting back to those, the creativity, the critical thinking, collaboration, that kind of thing. Um, thought oh, well, that was well, that's what it was back in the day right at the turn of the century <laughs> and I mean this century we had critical thinking creativity collaboration and communication and technology Four season T was the the thing um, and now we've got the four season T 2.0 I guess we're moving up a level because Correct. our the reason that critical thinking and creativity was such Huge um, buzzwords at the time is because Google now provides the knowledge piece. So we're not learning, we're not going to school for knowledge acquisition or to memorize things or to memorize things because Google can do that for us um, or any other search engine that's out there. So now, though, now that ChatGPT is here and that's actually doing a little bit more of the grunt work for us, the critical thinking and creativity aspect, the innovation aspect is massively important and it's more important now that we're really getting to that in the elementary classrooms, Mm. early doors. And I mean, K through two, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, and that we're encouraging and providing opportunities for that creativity and critical thinking to be developed. And also we're providing opportunities to safely, nice segue, you'll, you'll like what I'm doing here, providing opportunities to safely fail.
0: Oh, I love it. Right. Yes. Love it. Okay. Discuss. Go. Yes. Thank you. I, that's actually, I think, um, the first day of classes when I um, welcome students into my class. They know I'm very strict and they know <laughs> that I have very high standards. However, one of the first things I tell them, if we're going to fail, we're going to fail here Because here we're together and we're going to help each other. And my job as your teacher is to guide you and to help you, you know, find your way out of that failure, to to help you learn from it. So that this doesn't happen out there where you're going to get fired, you know, Mm -hmm. where you're not going to get the job because in a job interview, you're not able to figure out. A question that now job interviews for example they're not going to ask you give me a definition of of a certain concept they're actually going to tell you, okay, this is a situation you're working in a multicultural you know a, a environment and you're having um, a misunderstanding. how would you solve it and you need to be able to answer this in a job interview <laughs> right, right so they need to make sure that if again I'm going to go back to this failing in a safe environment i I believe and I hope all those students understood that it is safe, you know, to fail in our classrooms. However, so many of them are still worried about the grade, you know, the mark. Am I going to get a good mark? Am I going to? Because we were, many of us were actually raised thinking it's all about being the best and getting A's. You, you, mean there thing,
1: you, think, you mean there are things that go beyond the grade? Wow. <laughs> Who would have thought? I would have never thought that. That's interesting. However, I do want to just add to what you're saying there and say that grades do provide data and feedback. Of course. So there is a place for them. Of course. Right? But there's more, you know.
0: That's the thing.
1: It, that's it. right that's it the grade is as good let me tell you how i look at a grade and i think i may have talked about this before in england we have a thing called the mot oh
0: which is the ministry of Transport.
1: i think it's called the ministry of transport test and every year you i think if you buy a brand new car you're okay for three years but then anything after three years old you have to take it to a certified garage oh garage garage um and they check it over. They check the brakes, all the safety aspects, and is Ooh. the car fit to drive them on the road? And they look at things that is this going to be okay for the next twelve months? Okay. So, um, and they check everything, and it takes about half an hour, I think, for them to do it. And you pay—it's not actually an expensive fee to pay, but when you were driving an old or banger like I had back in the day, you knew that it's okay, it's 25 pounds for the test, but it's going to cost me 300 pounds in repairs because I know this thing is falling apart, right? But the thing was that as soon as that car drives off that forecourt and you've got your MOT certificate for the year, it's okay for the whole year. Oh. The brakes could fail down the road on the way home. Hopefully not. uh, But you are still, hopefully not, but legally you can still drive the car because it's got its MOT certificate. I see. And that's how I look at grades. That grade is only good for that moment that you sit down and you do the assignment or you do the project or you take the exam and it shows you in that moment that you know it. And I know for a fact the stuff on my master's program that I have to go back and revise because it is not all in here. Right, of course, of course. Right now, if my future employees are listening, most of it is—it's all right. I apply it all the time, um, you know. Or if my current employees, you know, it's all there. But if I wanted to get into some of the minutia, I would have to go back and restudy. You know, I think lawyers have to do that as well, right? They've got books and stuff, so I'm not too—I don't feel guilty about that. But um, but that's how I look at it. I look at like a grade being right, like right. an MOT certificate that it's only as good until the point you start you drive off the fork, I see. And I then see what you're saying. You, um, you know, anything can go wrong, but you've still got that grade lasts a year with a car. As far as we're concerned, I want to be revising the following week. Have of you course. still got it? Are those brakes still intact? Is the st- steering column going to collapse on you? No, it's not because we're revising and revising. Of Plus, course. I'm all about redos as well. Of course. I'm so, so, it's like okay, I know I've seen this in the classroom. Don't get upset. Exactly. And I do want to talk about this because yes. I see it a lot. I see, you know, at the end of the lesson, okay, guys, you're moving on to your next class now. And they go, you know, and we rotate in fifth grade in our school. Um, so they go off to ELA and girl or boy at the back of the, you know, it's like, hey, what's up? And they're, they're almost in tears. I, I got that wrong. Or I think I didn't know. do well on the, in the class today. And it was like, well, that's okay. It'll be tomorrow. And it's hard to explain. It's like, you know, think of The Rock. Think of Dwayne Johnson, right? You're going to go into the gym and throw a few dumbbells around and whatever. You're not going to look like him after 45 minutes of just being introduced to fractions, right? Not even
0: after a few weeks. Exactly,
1: right? So (laughs) you've got to realize that this thing is going to take time. Patience is a discomfort. You know, these skills. uh, Patience. There's discomfort with patience because... That's why it's called patience, right? It's like the, we we want to become we want it now, we want it now. The waiting is difficult. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Watching kids and you know, the whole um,
0: It is difficult for us, adults.
1: <laughs> right. Right. Patience, self regulation, all these key temperance strengths, if you like, about temperance, you know. Um honesty. Right. Honesty is discomfort, you know, for kids. It's like, you know, being honest about something. Well, I don't I don't want to tell on anyone, I don't want to tell anyone, but you're not in trouble and if you tell us what happened maybe the kid that actually did it won't be in trouble either and we can talk about listen that was a bad mistake let's not make it again how do we not make it again thank you so much and that is it for this episode of the tales from beyond the grade podcast i'm jedi teacher man And may the force of teaching and learning be with you always. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Tales from Beyond the Grade podcast with me, Jedi Teacher Man. Please hit the like button and subscribe to this podcast channel. You can also follow me at Jedi Teacher Man on Instagram, subscribe to Jedi Teacher Man on YouTube, and for us TikTokers out there, follow Beyond the Grade podcast. Thank you so much and I look forward to you tuning in again very soon.